You are listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. It's time! It's time for High Spots and Cheap Hops for the Intelligent Wrestling Fan. And now here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots and Cheap Hops! And we are here now, July 27th, 2021, and the internet is a buzz of the what is many people considering the done deals of CM Punk and Dan, ooh, sorry, Brian Danielson to All Elite Wrestling. Vlad the Impaler, I know you are bursting at the seams, bursting at the seams with excitement as only you can. I'll even burst. No one knows what you're talking about because it was edited out, silly. I say leave that in. I'm blursting all the time. I'm going to blurst all over you. See? It's already become a thing. So, speaking of blursting, though, CM Punk. Let's lead with him. We can get into Daniel Bryan shortly after, but let's go with the big news and the big one. A guy who walked away at really one of the heights of his career. I think he retired at, what, 38 it was? 36, 38? Whatever it was, and CM Punk, it looks like he just dropped a shitload of merchandise. Everyone said it's a done deal. He's going to be in Chicago. So, Impaler, your reaction to that news? Uh, It is huge. It's a game changer. And this is something that if you were a fantasy booker of wrestling, you would have done this move as Tony Khan seems to be doing. To go and get... Daniel, I'm sorry, to go get uh, CM Punk and most likely Brian Danielson within the same week. I'm sorry, within the same month, probably appearing on their shows within the same month. Huge. Like, even with SummerSlam and John Cena being at SummerSlam, not as big news as these two appearing on that show. The needle's going to be moved a lot more toward AEW with this. With CM. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and listen, and, and Cena and um, Roman are the saviors of WWE. I'm not even cutting in half what they're doing and, and keeping that place completely afloat and interesting and entertaining. Like, those guys are the king of that castle and deserve to be. But after them, there's a big drop-off. Now, all of a sudden, you have the buzz of one of the biggest renegades in the history of wrestling, CM Punk, getting an open mic, and basically doing whatever he pretty much wants. Uh, he can probably throw his digs in at um, Vince and WWE in general and uh, maybe does another pipe bomb type thing on them, but then turns it into what he doesn't like about AEW, which would be, to me, perfect to do. I mean, he's a guy who's been somewhat even, like, interested but a little bit critical, like hasn't called it great TV, hasn't really given it the ringing endorsement. Um, so having him on the microphone, priceless. And then, you know, you look at it and he's overshadowing the master of the yes movement. One of the most popular things that we've seen in the last 10 years of Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan, AKA Brian Danielson switching over to AEW for, it looks like, uh, a lighter work schedule, comparable money is what's being said. Uh, creative control, not complete, but a lot of influence. 
and the ability to work in other places such as Japan and Mexico. Huge. So he's writing it out the way he does, wants to do, and there's plenty for the both these guys to work with, which will at least be new, more exciting than anything that either one of them would be doing in WWE. Absolutely. And that's exactly what CM Punk said in a live podcast about a year and a half. I was almost two years ago because it was at the last live all out, which happened in 2019. And he, he mentioned that something really compelling would need to bring him back to a place like AEW. And I think he was later on Renee Paquette, formerly Renee Young's podcast. And he said verbatim that it would take an insane amount of money for WWE to get me because it comes with baggage, right? Unquote. Mm. So, and let's look at the, where the WWE climate is. And I said it in our in the video that we released earlier in the week. WWE, the major title holders, the days of, of the little guys being major competitors over and over and consistently are over in WWE for the foreseeable future. It's almost like the mid-80s all over again, except these guys can really wrestle and these guys can go. So CM Punk, absolutely. What they're building in AEW right now, now you have Malachi Black. I mean, Malachi Black is a way afterthought. And look what he's doing already. I mean, AEW starting to put together a roster for the ages. And then you yeah. start talking about possible AJ Styles contract up at, at the end of next year. But let's not get the, the cart before the horse. I mean, CM Punk, his name has been Shannon over and over and over and over again since he walked out the door after Royal Rumble 2014. Yep. A lot of bad blood, but it seems like he's in a much more peaceful place with WWE and certainly professional wrestling. I mean, there were times he was saying he was never going to wrestle again no matter what. So he's obviously healed, and he was even willing, and he probably did at some point talk to WWE. However, reports coming out saying that Vince McMahon said, quote, he's the one guy I can't trust to do business with. Now, that's report. Now that could be bullshit, but he did walk away right in the middle of the road to WrestleMania. Ultimate Warrior, I got to do, done business with him. Sam Punk, not so much. <laughs> I think they were politically aligned. That might be part of it. <laughs> you know, you look at Warrior, um, his politics aren't that crazy, really, really. You look at it. I never liked Hopeless. <laughs> Anyways, but absolutely, it really is pop the biggest thing that could ever happen in professional wrestling is CM Punk coming back. It really is. Now, obviously, The Rock coming back is going to have That's... a lot more pop. That's the thing. Yeah. But CM Punk, just as he did 10 years ago, he might bring a wave of fans back to professional wrestling, just as he did when he laid that pipe down on almost 10 years, almost to the day. Was it yep. 10 years in a couple weeks? Yep. He's changing the game once again, just by dropping merchandise. And now the question is, how do you debut CM Punk. I mean, really, 
You probably want, yeah, if I'm Tony Khan, one, he's a face. He's going to be selling merchandise left and right. So you make him an obvious face as only he can pull it off as being a cool face, if you will. An honest, in-your-face face who's going to play to the crowd in a positive way, and they're going to eat it up. They're going to chant his name. It's going to be great. Um, but, you know, who does he aim at? And really, I think it's going to be Omega, which sort of makes me double think what I had initially thought in terms of Hangman versus Omega. I've been hearing rumors about Omega wrestling with a hernia, uh, has to get this sort of treatment, that sort of treatment. He's been champ for a while. I'm like, you know what? I was thinking perhaps just maybe he might drop it to Hangman, go get healed up, and then come back. And not not that it would be like a, a long reign for him, for Hangman, but now I don't even think that's going to be a part of the equation. I think Omega wins, and I think you're going to see Punk come out and probably the cult of personality, the place will erupt, and then the next thing you'll see is a great promo on Kenny Omega. Who And, and let me say this. I, I was going to bring this up a little bit later. Um, Punk is going to be in my opinion, handling Omega pretty well on a microphone. I think this is going to be a major challenge on, on as far as promos for Omega to keep up. And, and I don't know if you saw last week on Dynamite, but Omega really stumbled over a line to the point where Don Callis had to lean in and feed him the line. That was a work, dude. No way. No you way. Fucking Mark, that was a work. No. Yeah, of course it's a work because he messed up and uh, he's perfect. Please. He, he stuttered over it. It was too fake of a stutter over it. No, no, I, I disagree. And you don't know for sure. And I don't know for sure. And we're just saying what we think. And that I think he fumbled that line and Callus went in for the save. Yeah. If, if you didn't know the Kenny Omega heel character the way I do. Intimately. I would. They shaved his and he head. would, too. Exactly. It's fine. It's fine. It's 2021, homie. Except with the program. Anyway, point being, rather fucking the Japanese one. Looks more like a chick. The point is here is that they do that kind of shit all the time. That's the kind of humor that, a, that the elite have had for years. They make mockery of the joking of professional wrestling. If you looked at the Open this week, for example, they take you behind the seeds on the run-ins and just things like that. And so I disagree with you. And let's, we can disagree and not be mean. Mm -hmm. We can disagree. I think it was a work. Now, that's just because I know their sense of humor. They use a similar joke where they can't figure out a line and they get fed the other one. And the way he stuttered over it, to me, it looked like it was really phony. And by the way, it was the easiest line because all you had to do was reverse. All you had to do was reverse. It's the easiest line in the entire world. Come on. You really think the hunter has become the, the, I mean, it was so obvious. Come on, man. You really think he couldn't figure the hunter hasn't become the, huh? Come on. That's like the oldest cliche line ever. Come on. I, I, all I know is he was all sorts of breathy in the beginning of it. And was just uh, trying to say, oh, the, the uh, something about the uh, spider in the fly, and then he got like held up on that line, and it was almost as if he got into some sort of MDMA trance and couldn't get out of it and figure out his next line. 
Yeah. When I know watching their sense of humor, that is the kind of joke that they use all the time. Listen, if I were you, I would use your massive, massive amounts of wealth, start in, in, uh, uh, basically expanding this budget and get either Don Callis or Mr. Omega on here and we can get this question answered. Don Callis is another level of consciousness. He will not talk to me. I've tried. Is he? Be- I would say he's beneath yours. Well, I mean, you clearly don't follow him on Instagram, and that's fine. I do. I do follow Don Fallis. I think I think he's an absolute brilliant man, and I, I I follow his teachings. I pray at the Church of Callis. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That church of Cal's is not going to do uh, anything with the, uh, how can I put this? Uh, he doesn't, to me, it's like he's so far behind Heyman right now. I just got to, I got to put that out there. I put Heyman on a much bigger pedestal than Cal's at this point. Loving him. All right. So he's the second best guy in what he does. Let's, I'll give him that. And Paul, and Paul Heyman. It, he's one or one A of all time. So, I mean, not being as good as Paul Heyman isn't a big deal. It's um, almost a compliment. I, I don't think Callis takes it that way. And in fact, Callis will probably tell you he's probably better than Heyman in a lot of ways. But, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's, a, it's not fair to compare. I mean, the guy walked away from professional wrestling for over well over a decade. He wasn't in wrestling for a long time. He's back now because he's interested in doing it. So, I know, I know a bit of Don's story. I did some research on him because, again, I, he's an influencer. He's a guy that I have a lot of respect for the way he handles his business. Mm, did he? Uh, did you read into the uh, whole um, uh, him? Uh, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Harassing Scarlett Bordeaux. Oh, I didn't hear anything about that. What happened there? Uh, that's the reason that he, uh, she, and Carrying Cross were permitted to leave, like ASAP was uh, his hitting on her constantly. The, t- the term is that Don Callis had uh, scarlet fever. Oh, I get it, because that, that was an actual fever back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. So it was a good pun. Good job, good job whoever said that. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely, but, WWE, that was definitely WWE creative. Yeah, but yeah, that's the next level of consciousness that that guy's selling, so... Sexual harassment, Kenny. <laughs> She's great looking. <laughs> Time out. Did you, did you work did with you, me? Wait, 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 wait. You can't just say that. Is that that was he brought up on charges or whatever? Or is this just rumor and, and this rumor innuendo? I've heard that there's emails and a lot of uh, information heard, what, out there. Who are you, Donald Trump? You've heard. What's no, I'm not. Heard? And listen, I'm a busy guy. I don't want to sit here and go and. Uh, no, you can't go. Uh, uh, this. You can't go. Uh, what i could say is that he's no longer necessarily in a position of power there and she was allowed to leave along with her champion of a you know husband was he carrying cross and impact killer cross i believe oh and they were always always a package together and now they're gone they're not a package yeah 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 and then that's the thing. You can't say killer or something or kill or gun or oh, something yeah, like that Raiders. in WWE. What was the Viking Raiders? What was the war Raiders? You can't say war. war. You can't say war. God damn it. You can't say war. Say hell. Yeah. hell. <laughs> hey, remember Vince when it was raw is war for like five fucking yeah. years? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's not good. 9-11. Bad. Can't, can't remind people of war. 
These two wrestlers are going to go to battle, not war. Stephanie, the country's hurting right now. Go outside <laughs> and talk about 9-11. You know what? When my dad was going to war with the federal government over... That was my 9-11. I don't know if you remember that promo. Uh, yeah, you know, that rang a bell, actually. <laughs> like, I had a flashback, and I'm like, this is mostly true, what he's, this, what he's saying here. This, that was our 9-11, and we stood back just like, we stood up, and we stood tall, just like America's gonna. It's like, so you're comparing your, 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 your father blatantly, either at the very least, turning a blind eye, but we all know it was probably encouraged in terms of dozens of reports. And talk by Hulk Hogan. I mean, come on. Everyone knows Hulk, Vince McMahon was very much in a bodybuilding, right, guys? All right. So, anyways, yeah, that look at the ultimate warrior. He's a body of a god. But uh, basically, uh, um, you got to think Omega is major. Uh, the one I'm dying to see, either or for Brian Danielson or Punk, MJF. I hope a world title is involved in that feud. That's what it should be. I mean, how about. That, how about that? And I'm with you. I'm with you. And we can, and I can tell you how we can get there right now. Tell me. I'll tell you because we're going to do the same exact thing you do. I, I am with you. And as I said earlier in the week on our on one of the better produced videos we've had. Much it was incredibly produced. Our crew is working tirelessly. Tell you what, it was 300 percent up from what our normal views are. 300 percent. It's monstrous. It's a lot. If we can do that by next year, we're going to be up a lot more than that. So, yep. so that's how you got to look at the numbers, baby. So I do believe the best thing to do is you don't need to put CM Punk. People are saying, hey, maybe you put CM Punk on Wednesday night because you'll get your ratings and also it'll make sure people will tune in if you advertise them for the pay-per-view. Look, wrestling fans are smart, and the but the internet buzz is going to be plenty that CM Punk is going to be there that weekend. Yep. Imagine if you got the pay-per-view, the tickets for the pay-per-view. You want them to be debut there. But now also you got your Wednesday people who have the tickets for Wednesday and tickets for Friday. They all want him to debut. But what they should do is right. at the pay-per-view, just like you said. Hangman gets beat, and, and it'll be a, a cheat way, a fucked-up way. Kenny will maintain that. It's going to be one of the greatest matches in AEW history. You can guarantee that because they had one of the greatest matches in AEW history in the World Championship Eliminator Tournament. But after Hangman loses, Kenny gets on the mic, starts to cut a promo, which I love how AEW does that at the end of the pay-per-views, and then lights out, bang, Cult of personality hits. And all he does is come out there and stare at Kenny, get the promo. Doesn't go crazy on, on the promo, but he says something very quick, very short. Kenny tries to attack him with whoever he's with. He cleans house, gives Kenny the go to sleep. You go off air with CM Punk standing tall over Kenny Omega. Picks up the title like that. That saves that pipe bomb promo for that follow that following Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. And that very well could be Impaler, the first time AEW Dynamite 
does beat Monday Night Raw in the ratings. That's what the Silicon One believes could happen and would happen if that's the way they play. So that's how I would do it. Um, Now let's go to Daniel Bryan. What do you do with DB? BD, Bryan Danielson, we got to start saying that. We don't want Vince to come hack, fucking sue us. Sorry. Yeah, we're definitely on his radar. He's been blowing up our Gmail. I certainly don't want to get have to be fired from WWE because he heard some podcast from 2021. Yeah, seriously. Absolutely. We don't want him get. We don't want to get it uh, stuck in his craw. Yeah, we've been very kind to him so far on the show. Yeah. So I mean, the imitations are, are the sincerest form of uh, flattery, and we constantly do Vince impersonations. Um, but DB, or BD, as you like to call him on the initial level, Bell-Bid Brian Bell-Bid. Danielson. Oh, yeah. And you know what they told us? That girl was poison. <laughs> so what do you do, brother man? But, you know what, Brian Danielson and CM Punk. I mean, I I can't imagine Brian Danielson being a heel either. Now all of a sudden, I think you have two like pretty impre- impressive faces just strolling on. So again, uh, I mean, you know what it would be interesting to see is like how does this fit in with timing wise with the labors of Jericho, and what is MGF, MJF up to after that? Uh, I could see Brian Danielson and MJF like immediately going at each other. But I'd rather there be some sort of title involved MGF or with either one of those two guys. So, um, but Brian Danielson, I can see it him. I mean, you know what? I almost wish Cody was a heel too. They might be. They might have no choice with that because he's getting booed left and right. He's getting the Roman Reigns treatment in 2015. They should embrace that and just make him just amp it up and make him more. I don't know, like Super Miz. <laughs> I mean, he is. He pretty much is. He's a base. I don't know who's. He's definitely more likable than the Miz. Yeah. Miz uh, comes across as like. Disingenuous prick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything. He's like an actor. I, I feel like I'm watching an actor who wrestles. And you see clips of his show. Yeah. On Raw back in the day when it first came on. And it was like he's clearly. I mean, it's just the worst part of pop culture, and it's just gross. But Cody Rhodes is going down that route. He's building his brand. He's having fucking gender reveals on a national televised show. How self? I mean, I don't even want to get into it. John Moxley, hey, 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 put my kid on the, on the screen. I don't know. Uh, you know, gender do the gender reveal. Just bring her out. Should I ever walk her out? But no one will care. It's fine. Oh, I guess he can have a gender reveal, but I can't bring my kid on. Come on. I mean, the only thing worse about this gender reveal that Cody did with Brandy is that uh, the only way it would have been worse is if they started a wildfire out in California with the thing. But instead, they put it on on our airwaves and we got to go and experience this. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, Cody, that's something that could happen too. Daniel Bryan and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Brian Danielson and Cody Rhodes. That is something that could happen, and that could be a great way to turn Cody heel. 
Uh, yeah, it would. I mean, yeah, because if he lays a lays a hand on Brian Danielson, that place is going to want to like jump the uh, guardrail and beat the shit out of him. And I'll tell you what, it would play into a lot of the things that have happened with Cody over the years. I mean, how many times has Cody been interrupted? How many times has Cody had every a, time a big reveal? Someone made it made a debut at his expense. There's been yeah. a couple, if I believe. There's been a number of people. And Cody's yeah, I mean, probably tired of it. Maybe Daniel uh, Brian Danielson will be the straw that breaks the ridiculously neck-tattooed back. Yeah, seriously. Awful tattoo guy is getting interrupted again. He gets interrupted more than even Tony Schiavone, and that speaks volumes. And the thing is, he never reacts to it. He's always playing the higher role. Oh, eventually, okay. But eventually, we look, Cody's character has always had a huge ego, even if even if he's being a good guy, he's always a, a grandiose. He always yeah. says these. He always says these really impressive words, and he still has the classic dusty list. But of course, if I can just have a bit of conjecture for a second, but he used much bigger words than his daddy used for damn sure. Well, his dad was a son of a plumber. Say, Dad, he talks to I don't want to get too much of that, but uh. I tell you what, it just he panders to the fans, and I think as a baby face, he's lost his luster. It's going to be a lot for him to get it back. If Malachi Black is getting the the pops consistently like he's been getting, it's going to be yeah. But we'll see. I mean, Malachi Black's going to do everything he can to get heat, so he's going to yeah, yeah. Um, Who else? Brian Danielson. How do you debut him though? Let's let's let's, that's a scenario. I don't know, man. Like I'm more like floored with the punk thing, and you know Chicago, and it sort of writes itself. Brian Danielson, I'm hearing, is supposed to be at the show in uh, in Queens, and that's where he's supposed to appear. So it's like, uh, again, I'm not, you know, when he comes out, the place is going to go crazy. And I guess what in Ring of Honor, he came out to the uh, song "The Final Countdown." Yeah, that's sort of synonymous. Yeah, so they're they're wondering if it's going to be that or the flight of the bumblebee, which he could also use. So here's the deal. We know how AEW, they have a lot of people who pay attention to the internet. Yeah. Remember when Sting was leaked? How many times was something leaked and it didn't happen? Or something was leaked that it might happen, and then like literally months and months down the road it happens. Or sometimes was leaked, like Malachi Black. Oh, well, he'll probably go to AEW. And no one had any fucking... Pardon my language tonight. I got some delightful hazelnut in here in my, my edible arrangements mug. I feel like one of those ladies uh, from that old SNL skit when they talked about that dude's balls during Christmas. Sweaty balls. God love Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Dad of the year. <laughs> uh, so I'm. What about if if AEW does this, my friend? Listen to this idea. They have Daniel Bryan signed, sealed, delivered. Why don't they debut him as a shocking surprise at going? off air on either dynamite or rampage before 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 all in well i'm just saying i don't know i mean i keep on hearing the queen shows that is where he's supposed to be coming in but that's Um, what i'm saying does aew they hear that on the internet they're not going to do what the internet says they they despise the fucking internet they despise people like us who hear their leaked stories and tell everybody before it happens. They despise that shit because then they have to change mm. the story. 
You know what? Like that's partially true because nobody has a bigger uh, pipeline to Dave Meltzer than than those VPs and his pals that work there and Tony Khan himself. So no matter how much they ha- hate the internet, they go to the Oracle himself and then spread their story. So you can't have it both ways. I think they could be working Dave. Uncle Dave. <laughs> of course. I, I don't think they're working them at all. There's too much stuff going on <laughs> with uh, with both these guys. So how about we make a little wager? I think Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, I think he may debut before that Queen show. That's what I'm saying. Because if you really want to shock the world, you really want to make an impact, you really want to surprise people. Hey, look, Daniel Bryan's only been missing for a couple months. It's great to see him because he's been such a WWE staple for well over a decade and a, almost a decade and a half. A major, uh, but at the end of the day, a major surprise. You want to get your buy rate up? Have him on one of your go home. Go have him on the go home. Um, the go home dynamite. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, all I know is that the, he will be there at that Queen show because I think they're looking to get like twenty thousand people in that place. And high spots, which is me, and cheap pops, which of course is the grateful dude on the other side, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. I'm Silicon Steve Valley here on High Spots and Cheap Pops. We're talking Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and CM Punk. Shit, what's CM Punk's old name? We have to call Phil Brooks. I'm Phil Brooks. Yeah, I'm through my joke. Would have, a joke would have yeah. played if he had their last name. Yeah, but the joke still plays about CM. What was CM Punk's name before he came to WWE? And he was one of the few that did not have their name changed. That's a Paul Heyman reason, too, because Paul Heyman actually asked to have CM Punk because no one really liked him. Yep. And that's what started their relationship. It's a Paul Heyman guy. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else? They <laughs> bitches about Brock Lesnar, and Brock shows up like eight months later. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like with Brian, uh, Brian Danielson, man, um, MJF would be great. Uh, Cody, we were talking about who else? Even, I, I mean, listen, unless they're doing Young Bucks FTR soon, what else are the Young Bucks gonna do? What are they gonna do? Feud with Frankie Kazarian with these two monsters like floating into the locker room? They got, they're gonna have a few more classic matches. They might, they'll probably have a match with Proud and Powerful before the. I think they're gonna give them a, a world t- title match. They're going to have a couple of another world title. I think you're going to see FTR and Young Bucks. I mean, eventually it's got to happen. It's got to happen sooner than later. Yeah, because you know what they're doing? Is, and it's no disrespect to Pride and Powerful, but like FTR really has been knocked out of the loop ever since they lost the belts. It's like they brought them on, they gave them the belts, and then they took it off of them pretty quickly afterward. And the Young Bucks have been holding on to it this entire time. Well, that's old school booking they're trying to do, but I don't want to cut you off, but they are, they have been very clear. It's like, we're taking care of family first. The pinnacle is our family. This is, and that that's been, I don't know if you've seen some of the promos that AEW has released on YouTube. And they say, we're going to go after those titles. They're going to be ours. They're not good. And both pride and powerful say, say the exact same thing. They're saying, we got to take care of family business first. Then we're going to go after those pack types. So they are explaining that with the storyline. And that is really hearkening back to the the, the mid eighty NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, where you have legitimate beasts that you feuds that you are interested in within the tag team division, which we haven't seen shit even back in the day with with, with the with the TLC matches. 
it was really only a three-way dance, and then maybe they started working on the other guys, but it was really three teams. How are you not including too cool in that equation? That was later. That was later when they all got those shots. When it was how are you not including the headbangers in that equation? APA. APA is legit. <laughs> So you get my point. Exactly. The WWE has had a disastrous tag division. The only reason their tag division was good when it was is because those guys were super freaking talented and new tag team wrestling with the back of their hands. I mean, you have six Hall of Famers. Nick and those TLC matches. Great. And they had amazing chemistry and they were, they were willing to do whatever the hell it took. How many years off their career and Edge just missed all those years. And he got it, and he's still wrestling, so God bless him. But, it, you know, it, it's, it was really incredible. This is something that's really exciting. So they're explaining it. So I don't think you should hold them to that particular. I don't think they're burying FTRs. Eh, too much Eddie Kingston and whoever's friend for that day getting the limelight in these tag matches, these tag title matches, for my taste. They have a lot of weird guys getting title matches. And by the way, I still don't well, I don't want to get off into a jungle boat thing. Uh, going back to your <laughs> thing with MJF, I think that is the perfect person. I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head. The impaler simply impaled that prognostication. And there were so many damn P's, and I said them perfectly. What do you think about that, impaler? Put that on the that I just that I just uh, what do I think about the fact that I just predicted a future? I just think it was a brilliant idea, to be quite frank. And I think I don't think there's there's no way you can have a better choice. Also, it would be Queens would be ridiculous. I will say that. Yeah, and especially what MJF's a New York guy too. That's what I was just thinking, and it's Queens, which is closest to I believe that is the closest borough to the Strong Island that MJF is from. And, yeah, so I, I absolutely agree. I think Punk goes after Omega, and I think Danielson goes after MJF. Yeah, that would be major, man, because, honestly, it would be great. And, and truth be told, I, I'm one of the biggest Jericho-holics that you'll ever meet, but I'm just tired of MJF and, Jer- and Jericho just stringing this out. Like, I've had enough. Like, let's move on. I mean, you're seeing Nick Gage, Nick fucking Gage, against Chris Jericho in a death match. You're not excited to see that a little bit? I mean, a lot of wrestling. Not the slightest. Right, not well, the slightest. There's a lot. There's hundreds oh, of thousands oh, that are, oh. Romy. Wait a second. Hundreds of thousands, please. Let's not get let's not get crazy here. Hundreds of thousands to go see uh, an out-of-shape Chris Jericho against a guy with a pizza cutter. Like, is that supposed to be scary, what by the way? What do you know about pizza Nick- cutter? Did you watch the Nick Gage oh, story? Of course I did. I, of course I did. And I, I feel like there's there's you you're finding something like nice inside this guy. Like I don't know, it's weird. It's like you're you know you want to date him and fix what's wrong with him. I just think he's a low life who robs banks, is drug addled, and honestly talentless. Oh, you can get hit over the head with tubes of 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 light bulbs. Wow, it's no wonder you've been back and forth in jail. You're listening to Cornette. Yeah, he's not. A, he's not. A, he's not a great guy. I can tell you that. I, I would not want. I would not let him walk through my house unattended. 
I think his is of a story of redemption, and I think he's still walking that redemption. Redemption. Yeah. He went and stabbed David Arquette in his aorta, pretty much. I mean, that's professional. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, it's just... Uh, I mean, he's, he's just top notch, top notch soul walking amongst why us. Why was David Arquette in death match with Nick fucking Gage? I just, I don't know. I mean, but he should probably have enough. I don't know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, trust in this guy where they're in the basically this theater of the mind, if you will, this, this, this incredible event, which they're having in some shit show, probably inside a bar or whatever. And you should be able to walk out of this without your aorta being spliced open with some lunatic who's been in and out of jail and he likes to rob banks without masks on. He was a heroin addict. They do stupid things. <laughs> okay. So, great guy. I didn't say he was a great guy. I said he was a story of redemption. And I think he deserves an opportunity. He's getting an opportunity. He's can, He does something that very few guys can do. He has connected with a group for a good family. reason. Okay, for good reason. What, what does it bring? What sort of enter? Like, do you really spend time watching these bullshit matches? I know that he is fighting a demon every day, and he's. We all are. It's walking. Well, I might have a little more empathy for him. It's cool. Whatever. Oh, I that's fine. So I, I, I and honestly, I don't understand Tony Khan's thought, Chris Jericho's thought, because this definitely reeks of Jericho. Like, oh, he's been on Dark Side of the Ring. That's People exactly are more right. aware yeah. of him. Where we're more aware of him, like I am. I've heard rumors of this guy, but I never even thought. I'm like, you know what? I need to go to YouTube and go and find this scumbag to go and watch him go and 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 uh, wrestle and just basically try to mutilate somebody. And oh, by the way, he's going to come out on TV for the first time. And you know how he intimidates somebody with a goddamn pizza cutter. Oh, he's going to hold the whole place up with a pizza cutter. I mean, he, he's such he's one of the worst bank robbers on the planet. And then he doesn't even know how to intimidate anybody at a goddamn wrestling show. And he's and he's fighting Flabby, and I'll say this, Flabby Jericho. And I'm supposed to be excited about this. You got milky titties. And you know what? And I love Chris Jericho, but it's time he starts putting a jersey or a shirt on. Do the flare. That's what Flair did for yeah. <laughs> He's gotta. It's getting it's like, you know, and I give him credit. He's doing something I can never dream of doing. But the optics are not good on this anymore. And then he finds a guy who's probably in worse shape than him, a goddamn heroin addict who, who's lucky he's a two-time loser out of jail, can't do cardio for shit. But, hey, you know what? I walked through Home Depot, and there's the light bulbs, and I picked up a bunch of them. Let's have a match. Yeah, that's talent. <laughs> now I'll tell you what I really think. Impaler, impaling Nick Gage. Interestingly enough, Nick Gage is right outside your house right now. We'd like to have a conversation I'll, with you. I'll, I'll, I will, I'm not intimidated by that piece Nick of shit. Nick Gage I'll be honest with you. living fuck out of you and not even care. Fuck him. No way. I don't give a shit. I'll take him. Oh, Jesus give me the Give me the light bulbs. Give me the bat. You give me all the weapons you want to use, and my Serbian ass will rip your throat right the fuck out. 
I didn't even, I forgot you were Serbian. For some reason, I thought you were Ukrainian. Because you're racist. I don't really like East European. It's weird over there. It's obvious because, you know, this is your, your, your English bloodlines are showing through. I got 0.043% Native American. Cherokee people. <laughs> That's not true at all. I have no Native American whatsoever. Native American's cool, man. You know how many white people oh. say, oh, I'm part Native American too. That's a whole a lot of casino one. owners. So, well, anyways. Oh, hey, there's one more name I got to throw at you now that I got off this whole Nick Gage bullshit. Uh, Moxley. For Punk and or uh, Brian Danielson. Eventually. not not They don't have to rush into it, but I just like the, the oh my uh, ability gosh. to, you know, to work with him into Punk especially. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's so many dream matches that now can happen. I mean, the biggest dream match, obviously, is CM Punk and Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega is, is one of the guys that CM Punk has been consistent saying he would like to work with. So I think they probably start that out. And again, if you debut him at the end of that show all out or all in, I apologize. You debut him at all in after a weekend in Chicago and everybody wait, cannot wait to see this dude. If that guitar riff from Living Color, the band, hits, that's going to be one of the... I mean, that moment itself, I, you almost get goosebumps thinking about this possibility that is eight years in the in, in making, eight years in the waiting. And how is it going to tie to old storylines? These guys go way back. Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega ripped up the indies in the mid-2000s. Ripped them up. They had a thumb. Did you ever see the – yeah, did you see that? The square dancing one I was going to ask you about. They, had, they did one of those. I mean, they had a – they just were being silly – neither one of them are, are a 20th of who they are today, but these guys go back way, way back. Who do you think was, who do you think was the bottom there between uh, Danielson and Omega? I'm assuming I mean, it would have been Omega. I mean, it's a possibility they, they could have taken turns. I would assume, right. If they're reciprocating, neither eat meat. Well, Omega's, Omega's a vegetarian as well, huh? Yeah, it's fucked up. In theory, in theory. Exactly. I'll tell you what, it's going to be either way, it's going to be ridiculously exciting. And the anticipation of these two guys making their AEW debut is going to be incredible. But, but that is all the time we have for this edition of High Spots and Cheap Pops with Silicon Steve Valley and the Impaler. We will see you guys next time where we talk WWE. Thanks so much for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops.